Welcome to the Creative Condition Podcast, the show where I, Ben Talon, illustrator and writer, invite people from the creative industry and far beyond to share their story of creativity, both the nature and the nurture, the chaos and the calm. Creativity is a fundamental pillar of human happiness, something I'm increasingly fascinated by and so often misunderstood. So little by little, I hope to build an archive of fascinating stories, experiences and tips to help you maximise yours. The show is supported by Illustration X. Go and take a look at their incredible global range of illustration and animation portfolios now at illustrationx.com. If you like the music for the show, go and listen to Dirty Freud over on Spotify and all good music platforms now. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope you're well. My name is Ben Tallon. This is The Creative Condition and this is the latest in an ongoing collaborative series of articles exploring and understanding human creativity. With Design Week, you can go back and check out any of the previous articles at designweek.co.uk. You can follow me at Ben Tallon on social media or on LinkedIn or Instagram and you can be a part of the big crowdfunding campaign that's going to be coming up on Kickstarter before too long to get the book, The Creative Condition, off the ground. You can check out any of the previous columns over at designweek.co.uk now by searching Ben Talon, and here is the latest. When I gained a clear sense of the two main types of creativity, a lot of things suddenly made sense. Peleg Top, who describes himself as a coach for accomplished creatives at a crossroads, told me about them on the Creative Condition podcast. He'd hit a wall and went through the process most of us will be familiar with, unidentified lack of motivation, despair, malaise, a spiritual crisis, he called his. Call it what you like, the unidentified loss of creative spark for our work is a grim experience. What Peleg realised was, he'd been neglecting his emotional creativity, using only intellectual creativity in order to run his design agency, and despite financial success and client satisfaction, he'd burned out and lost his way. He put it like this, I've learned of two types of creativity, There's intellectual creativity and there's emotional creativity. We get really, really good at the intellectual creativity part because that is creativity for the sake of solving problems. As creatives, we love solving problems. We love solving problems with ideas. And then we love channeling our artistic talent to manifest that solution in the world. We spend most of our life in that intellectual creativity space. But there's another part of us, this emotional creativity that needs to be addressed. It's how we express our own authentic voice in the world. Who are we? What do we stand for? What do we believe in? If we don't give that part of ourselves an outlet, that emotional creativity, well, guess what happens? We get stuck. There's that emotional part of ourselves that wants to express itself, wants to flow. The two, of course, need not be mutually exclusive. What these new titles gave me was a way to step back look at my practice at any given time and see what balance of the two types of creativity I had. Ever since I started to put together an illustration portfolio back in 2007, I knew that if I wanted to make a living and enjoy the work, it had to have soul and get my juices flowing. If I made only art that felt, you know, what the industry wanted to see, that met current trends, the disconnect from my own passions, personality, experiences and curiosity would turn me back into my distracted schoolboy self who couldn't apply himself to anything that didn't feel like magic. Of course, if I only made art for myself, it would be a hell of a task at such an embryonic stage to earn a living. It is possible, 
Some people prefer to work another job so they can take their time and do things exclusively on their terms, but it doesn't work for everyone. Even if I could, I wouldn't have known where to start. It would be well-suited commissions that scattered crumbs on the path ahead of me. So I chose subject matter, potential clients, and shaped a visual identity that aligned with my personality. I collaborated with others in innumerable side projects that brought a great freedom and lack of pressure, and I'd show the bits I loved in my portfolio. Invariably, those bits resonated with more experienced people in the industry and opened unexpected doors into new fields and markets. When Peleg dropped these two simple descriptions on me, I immediately understood my main need, a constant outlet for my emotional creativity. I'd always worked hard for that, but I never had a name for it, so sometimes it would be left a chance. But I always made or found ways to express myself without any restrictions. Through painting or writing or podcasting or public speaking, I had the power to explore personal ideas, shed sadness, attack injustice, or simply play with a, without an end goal, as if I was still dripping with snot on the nursery school car-themed playmat. My emotional creativity helps me to ensure I'm on the right course. From time to time, we do need to correct it, because we evolve as we move through our careers and our broader lives, and if we don't adapt our creativity accordingly, the disconnect happens again, and we begin to question our ability. So much of creativity is about duality and balance. I've always enjoyed the challenge of commercial brief parameters. My favourite career work has been the stuff that requires equal parts emotional, for me, and intellectual creativity, for a client and their audience. That's been the case for most of my projects because I saw the need to use my portfolio as a statement of intent, as well as a showcase of what I've done and can do. That intent brought work that afforded me self-expression. During my busy client work spells, I get angry with myself for piling the purely emotional side projects high. But I've come to find that, as Pallid cautions, if we don't take care of the emotional part of our creativity, we surrender something crucial. And the thing that filled our hearts with joy becomes merely a job that we don't love like we once did. Thank you for listening, guys. Go back and check out any previous articles by searching Ben Talon at designweek.co.uk. Keep an eye out for the crowdfunder, the Kickstarter to get the book off the ground. I think you're going to want to be a part of it. Take care.